following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome to another episode here at the KickPod Podcast, the podcast dojo for inspirational dojo talk. I am your host slash sensei, TJ Williams, giving you the insider of my martial arts journey, discussing and analyzing martial arts-based subjects, and highlighting individuals in, um, that are involved in martial arts past, present, and future. All right, so before we kind of get into my episode, I want to also uh, mention that uh, we're at the last week of April, which is um, spring is um, slowly approaching. I mean, of course, it was um, hot today. Well, not extremely hot, but like it was getting warm. And of course, uh, we're still in um, Autistic Awareness Month. And of course, um, everybody, we want to make sure we're educated on those that are autistic. And I know we want to make sure that um, we're taking care of um, people that are autistic, you know, make sure they're having a good education as well as uh, making sure they got a good future. So make sure that we're oh, totally educated in that. All right. So done. So now that we're in the episode, we got guests for guests. With, ah, man, it's a long day. So I'm going to, I'm going to take it slow today. I got a guest with me coming from um, Indiana all right, so of course, she's a second-degree black belt in Taekwondo, and of course, uh, she is, is um, a part of a dojo called the Shining Spirit Warrior, and uh, of course, she agreed to come talk to me today and discuss her um, journey, so I'm going to have her take it away. Um, may I introduce everybody to Emily Dor- Dorich, or that's it? Darlich. Darlich, Darlich, there it is. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna have her um, at least discuss her story. Uh, that's um, uh, I'm gonna take it away. Uh, how you doing there, Emily? Fantastic. It's a true honor to be here. Thank you. Yeah. So just um, give um everybody uh the listeners a brief um description of uh, what you do now. Okay. Um, I currently instruct um, Chengdu Kwan style Taekwondo, um, and then. Uh, also teach self-defense seminars that are kind of a, a mishmash of different arts. Um, I, I try to teach multiple things so that people find what works best for them, um, that they can practice it and, and kind of develop the muscle memory that we all know is important. Um, and then I also um, continue to train in Taekwondo as well as Nakoa Lua. Yeah, awesome. I mean, I definitely can relate to how you say we um you do you teach different type of self-defense because that's basically what my style of martial arts is, the Chuck Norris system. So we basically want to take everything that um that works and kind of apply it to our style. So yes, yes, awesome. definitely. Everybody's different, so we all have to learn differently and, and find what works. Uh, amazing. All right, so we're going to kind of um, take things um, back in time. So we're going to get in a time machine and um, kind of um, see where you um, first began with martial arts. So the first question would be, describe yourself before you got into martial arts. So basically, who were you? 
um, I was a wimp, <laughs> um, mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, um, very much the poor me attitude, um, would give up easily. Um, I had done a few mini marathons, which looking back, I'm surprised at myself that I did them at that time. Um, but luckily I had some friends that nudged me along. Um, but I was, I was somewhat of kind of a narcissist and hypochondriac and, and those types of things. Um, and, and I look back now and kind of wonder how I survived as long as I did in this world. But um, learning to be a more positive person, not give up, the indomitable spirit, of course, of martial arts is just, just a key in life, um, not just in martial arts. So I've, I've come a long way mentally, physically, spiritually, everything through martial arts. Yeah. And I mentioned in the beginning of the, um, of the podcast that about, well, of course, this is still Autistic Awareness Month. So, I mean, Absolutely. yeah, definitely we have students that we, uh, that struggle with um, autism. And then we, of course, as instructors, as um, martial artists, we have to be there for them, um, at least encourage them that, you know, limitation is nothing when you believe in yourself. Exactly. Exactly. There's always a way to accomplish our goals. We just have to learn what that way is and realize that it's all a learning experience and a way to grow as a person. Uh, so no matter, no matter what our situation is, what our capabilities or disabilities are, there's always a way. Yeah. That's why I got this podcast. I mean, I want to at least go talk more with people. I mean, I want to at least learn more about other martial arts styles other than my own. Cause one thing my art teacher must once told me, I mean, go beyond what you know. I mean, really, that's what I'm trying to do with this podcast. You know, I'm getting ready for a master rank in my style. So at least if I could take something from another style and kind of apply it to my style, I mean, I could be extra ready for fifth degree. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned um, doing a marathon, you know, really I'm trying to like at least train myself to do a, like a half marathon because I can at least run 10 miles. That's, that's as much as I can run. Yeah. Yeah. It was the mini marathons, the half marathons. Um, and I'm actually a walker, but I did run some for portions of those. So, um, you know, you think you've trained hard enough, but you luckily you get that second wind of, at about mile 10 and, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah it's, my son asked me recently if I was going to do another when I currently having some neurological issues. And he said, when you're healed, are you going to do another one? I said, Oh gosh, no, I'm too old. And then I came back. I said, I changed my mind. I'm never too old. I am going to do another mm -hmm. one. So more goals. <laughs> yeah. I always tell people don't play that jazz. I mean, that's the wrong kind of music. Exactly. I got my first degree black belt actually for my 40th birthday. So, mm. you know, I thought about that and I thought, I, no, I'm not too old. I'm going to keep doing them. So. <laughs> awesome. uh, all right. So let's go to that one event that got you um, started with martial arts. So what's the one thing that um, that you saw saying that um, I want to do martial arts? Um, well, I think most people around my age, my generation, what really wanted, drove us to want to do any martial arts would be the original Karate Kid movies, of course, you know. <laughs> yep. Um, so that and I don't know, I. I have an older brother and um, he wasn't in martial arts, but I don't know. You just always wish you learned better how to take care of yourself instead of having to have big brother do it for you. And, yeah. um, you know, the world is changing. So I think it's important to, 
to learn that for confidence and safety. Yeah, amazing. I mean, I know what um, I was to struggle with me was um, I had attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. I mean, ADHD. I mean, I have usually had my mom have, do stuff for me a lot, but you know, for me, being in the martial arts, it kind of changed things for me. It's like I had like that courage or that um, urge to do something for myself and, you know, not always ask my mom, say, do this for me, do this for me, do yes. that for me. I mean, I want to at least try to be a little out there for myself. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And, and I think the more you do that, the better you feel about yourself as a person and you set examples for others. So, yeah. All right. So, yeah, you had that push that, you know, I mean, you have the older brother and you say you want to be able to protect yourself. I mean, you don't want your big brother to be like getting your problems. I mean, you want to solve right. them yourself. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's the thing about martial arts. You know, when I was in a podcast like a couple of weeks ago, you know, I was asked that one question, like, do you think of this as a tool or do you think of this as a way of life? So I had, didn't hesitate. So I say this is a way of life. Right, life. I mean, Absolutely. Yeah. Mm hmm. I mean, you're learning like how to take care to take take care of yourself. Like you say, you were like mental, physically, emotionally, spiritually. You want to take up, take care of all those um categories when you're going out. Like in the real world, like I tell my students that everything you learn in school is very vital for you out in the real world. So if you're treating school like a tool, I mean, you're kind of cheating yourself out when you're out there in the real world and you try to take care of yourself. So that's how I kind of apply martial arts to like you're going to school. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I love that. Yeah. There's always something to get from it. Yeah. Yeah. There's always a science. There's a history. There's a language and somewhat there's a math to martial arts. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. All, right. All right. Can you remember your first memory of your like your first class that you ever took? <laughs> oh, yes. In fact, I tell this story to every one of my new students when they come in because, um, you know, they're all nervous to step onto the floor and embarrassed and afraid they're going to look like a fool. And my first class, I didn't realize that um, classes started 30 minutes earlier that night than they do the other nights for adults. I had been bringing my oldest son there for about a year. And um, so I just thought the adult class was the same time every night. I didn't realize there was no children's class first on Tuesdays. So first thing, I walked in 30 minutes late to my first class. Um, and it was mostly upper belt students that night. So they're all looking at me out there already working hard. And I'm 30 minutes late, the new person. Um, and then I also thought, you know, there's always that little chip on your shoulder. The farther along you advance, the less of a chip on your shoulder you have, I think. But... I walk in thinking, I've helped my son learn these kicks and do this stuff, and I'm going to just walk out there and do it. And, um, you know, you're barefoot on the floor training, and I go to throw a kick on on the wave master and uh, slipped, and down I went. Oh. <laughs> I was totally embarrassed. And I, I so I tell my first students that um, you can't be more embarrassed than I was my first night. You know, I walked in, thought I could throw a kick properly, and not only was the kick not proper, but you know, I slipped and fell and busted my rear end in front yeah. of all these black belts. So yeah, I will never forget that night. <laughs> yeah. So that what was your, like, your mindset after that first um first class? I mean, you of course uh, you said you threw the kick wrong and then you almost got in your barriers yourself, but you know, 
what was that one thing that says I have to go come back and do us properly? Yeah. Yeah. I, I was just flabbergasted at how welcoming and supportive everyone was. No one laughed at me. They helped me up, which I was laughing at myself, but um, there was none of that. It was a very um, family feeling just from the very start. It felt like they were my family. They had my back, um, very supportive, encouraging, patient. Um, it, it just, I just knew that was the atmosphere I'd been looking for my whole life. And um, you know, if you get in the right school with right people, that's, that's what you're going to feel. It's, it's going to be a family for you. Just right instantly. I felt like they had my back. Yeah. So. Awesome. I mean, when, I, when you talk about that, I think of the movie, the matrix you have. Ke- yes. <laughs> yeah. You have Keanu Reeves, of course. Uh, you, he doesn't know where he's at. I mean, of course. Yeah. And then you got all these people that are like, say, say trained in like the matrix including um of course lauren fishberg that he's like morpheus and then of course you got um keanu reeves and you know that's um one scene where he jumps off the building and this like and then he's just like falls and then yeah <laughs> and then you got the one guy says everybody falls the first time yeah yes exactly yeah, yeah. everybody falls the first time yeah yeah um, and to add to that it's not always the first time <laughs> yeah yeah after I got my first degree black belt, my first class back, back, um, you know, I thought I was really big and something special again. And, you know, us chicks, we got to get our toes done. I went and got a pedicure and got all the calluses off my feet. Not a good idea to do right before class. <laughs> so I go out there my first class after getting my black belt and throw a kick. And I did the same thing, slipped and fell right. Down. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, okay, lesson again, be humble, no matter how high ranking you are, there's always things that can happen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's why I yeah. always keep myself properly trained. I mean, even when yeah. I'm not taking classes, I mean, mostly I, I don't have to test physically anymore, but I mean, I want to keep myself up to date with the techniques. Yes. Um, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. All right. So what'd you say, um, being, getting your first degree black belt, would that say that be your favorite moment? Or are there more favorite moments? Moments. Um, I think actually, my favorite was probably. Oh, I've got a couple. <laughs> it's hard to pick, but um, I think I enjoyed the satisfaction of my second degree test more. Um, I got injured during the test, but continued to go. Um, which again, that's total different mindset from before I started martial arts to then. Um, you know, I was injured and. One of the masters asked if I was injured and I, I said, yes, sir, but I'm still finishing. And, and, um, and I did, and I finished and accomplished it well, and, um, still excelled on the self-defense aspect. Sparring's never been my thing, but the self-defense, I still excelled on that to the point that the table of masters came to myself and my partner after class, after the test and asked how we did some of the techniques. So here I was testing for second degree and getting to teach the masters something. So um, I think that's one of my favorite moments. Um, another favorite moment, and and um, th- this guy will laugh if he hears this, my buddy Todd, uh, I was probably a green belt then. He gave me a black eye and he was a second degree black belt at the oh. time. you know. And uh, so I held that in my mind for a lot of years. So after I tested for a second, I got paired up with him again and kicked him across the room. So 
we laugh about it now. We're buddies. It's all good. But, you know, those were two fun moments. <laughs> well, yeah, take some to give some pretty much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, it was all all in fun. Nobody got hurt really either time. But it's all good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just thinking about my, my favorite moment. Of course, my favorite moment is my last um, physical test, my fourth degree test, which um in um this Wednesday would be like three years since I got my fourth degree. Um, awesome. Yeah. I'm other than thinking about the test, I'm thinking about the ride there. I mean, it was like me and my master instructor driving from like where I live, Niagara Falls to Boston from 12 midnight to seven o'clock in the morning. So oh. yeah. Oh, and then go test. Yeah. I mean, wow. <laughs> <laughs> the, I mean, the most challenging thing is getting there because um, we missed two exits going to Boston. I mean, but, you know, but definitely that, that moment when I was going for my last physical test, I mean, that was like I had to give it everything I got. And you would talk about your injury going yes. into the second. Well, of course, um, for me, I uh, endured like an injury before the test. Like it was like a couple of years. I mean, I had to deal with sciatica. I mean, oh, that was the. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because of course um I was healing up so I could be ready for my fourth degree. And of course, like I say like a month before, it's kind of kept recurring coming back. Yeah. You know, I had to like try to get that fixed up. And, you know, but luckily, I mean it didn't act up when I was doing my fourth degree test. But you know, that test, I was pushed past my limits, you know. Yes. Really, yeah. 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 I'm sure you hurt for quite a while after that. No. But well worth it, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was almost out of it. You know, I was making sure I had my energy up, you know, mostly the things that were going over, you know, it was like, I had to at least push myself past my limits. I mean, I couldn't hold back um, everything that I was doing. So definitely yeah. that was a test that really put me, put me like past my limits. I bet. I bet. Yeah. And I think that's the thing though, that we learned that our limits really are set too early and what in our goals and our and our dreams that we we set our limits here and if we move that up we can reach it yeah yeah it's always that consistency yeah uh, man we're moving along with this this is wonderful <laughs> I mean, I, so can you describe your first three black belt tests i mean i don't know if you did already but um yeah like what was your mindset um terrified <laughs> um you know you hear all these stories and and every bit of it's true you you have people there that you get paired up with that um you know they want to try to prove something and of course you want to try to prove something so you pass and um it, you know generally speaking as a woman I've not experienced what a lot of women have where um you know you're a woman you can't do this or whatever I've, I've never experienced that I've been blessed to train with people that weren't that way. But unfortunately at test, you get a little of that. Um, so I, I was terrified, but um, again, worked through it. Um, I'm very excited, but you know, you know, it's going to be three, four hours at least. And you think you've trained for that endurance, but boy, it's amazing how worn out you are just before the end. But again, you get that second win, you push through, you realize you're about there um, and you just, you just go for it. But boy, it's, it's definitely something you won't forget. 
Yeah, no, it's it's always nerve wracking going in that test, especially if um if it's a first degree, you're hoping that you don't go first because you get that yes. rest period. Yes, yes, uh huh. And um, with my first degree test, um, and my second degree, that for part of it we all went at the same time, but I ended up in the front row every time. And I don't know at the time I kind of thought that was bad because you know if if you get nervous and forget, there's no one to kind of watch and hurrying copy off of or whatever but um I, I look back now and I think it was a blessing because there were people there that didn't pass you know that seeing them do it incorrectly could have thrown me off luckily I didn't have to worry about that but I may in the future who knows <laughs> yeah I mean of course I know for my my third and my second uh well, not my third um uh, my third and my fourth pretests. I know I failed those before I had to go to the actual test, but you know, I kind of went back and kind of figure out where I need to work on. And then from yes. there, I would pass my third and my fourth um, pre-test. And then of course, well, the thing about the the pre-test, I had to do a solo because nobody else was in test with me. So, yes. I had, so I had all the attention that I, well, not that I needed, but you know, I had all that attention. So all the eyes were me. So I couldn't even hold back. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. And I think that's, yeah, my, um, my first gap, um, uh, I think that was the way too. like, I, I failed my pre pretest a couple of times. And then when I did test, it was just me. And, um, that's a whole different level of intimidation, yeah. <laughs> but when you pass that, you know, you really knew it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, do you have like some like sense of luck? Like you had like um for me when I had my fourth degree, well, my fourth grade pretest, you know, I had a like a picture of my grandma who passed away um uh -huh. like months of months before. And you know, I kind of had that like uh as sort of a some somebody needs to watch me. You know, I wanted my my father to come watch the test, but he had something to do. So of course I had my picture of my grandma. So I had that so it's kind of like a sense of motivation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think for me, my motivation is, um, I, I've had some family members that were much like I was before I got into martial arts where they would give up easy. They would tell you to just quit. Um, and, and wanting to set a better example for my kids and prove that that's not how we have to be is my motivation in general. But, um, yeah, I've got, I've got some cousins that are like sisters that and I usually talk to them before testing and um, got a tattoo that we all got matching um, that, you know, it's kind of kind of silly, but I kind of rub over the tattoo for good luck beforehand. And <laughs> we all have our little things, I guess, but um, and lots of prayer. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Hey, so, uh, of course, you um, do you own the um, shining um, what was it, the shine spirit warrior or you just trained there or? I, I own it actually. Oh, mm -hmm. awesome. Mm -hmm. My instructor was retiring and I of course was not ready for that to happen, but with COVID he decided it was time. So, um, I was already teaching some self-defense seminars on the side and ended up taking on some, some of his students and some other students. And, uh, here we are. So teach out of my garage. It's not a fancy place, but it works. Yeah. That's where you always start. <laughs> Yes, exactly. I actually started at a farm market because I was teaching um, a man's son that, that um, 
he owned the farm market. And so he's like, you can teach here if you'll teach my son. So I did that for a while, but it just worked out better to move it back close to home and not have to move equipment all the time. So. Yeah. So of course you had to go to different locations, but of course you wanted to be close to home to at least teach self-defense. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's always good to actually go to those community centers, at least some kind of, um, teach people like self-defense, you know, I used to do that a lot. You know, there was um, a guy outside the style. He would invite me to actually um, teach um, after school kids. Of course, you know, kids are like um, close to like um, almost being expelled or in trouble. But, you know, I wanted to go there, kind of show them like what this is what true martial arts can do for you. I mean, if you don't treat it like a tool, you treat it like a way of life. This is, could make you a better person. Yes, absolutely. And that's, that brings up another favorite time for me. Um, Our middle school invited me to do a Taekwondo club there for a trimester a couple of years ago. Of course, it was right before COVID. So I'm hoping that as things are settling down, I'll be invited back. But boy, that was really special to get to work with such a wide variety of kids, different walks of life and, and teach them things. Um, The end of the trimester, they all got to break a board. So that was that was pretty exciting for some of them, you know, little sixth, seventh and eighth graders getting to break a board. And, you know, six weeks earlier, they, you know, couldn't, couldn't do a strike of any type. So um, kind of gave them that indomitable spirit again, that keep going, you can overcome, you can do things. So that was pretty fun. Yeah. So that breaking that board kind of um, boost their confidence pretty much. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, amazing. I mean, okay. So were you, were you always willing to be an instructor or if this is something like, like that um, kind of came to you when you, um, of course, you said you're an instructor and retired. So was being an instructor your first um, pick pretty much? Um, it was. I just didn't think I was ready. But, you know, I think, again, the more you learn, the more you realize you don't know it <laughs> yeah. or that um, you think you don't know enough. Um, but it's amazing what you can learn through instructing as well. So um, it was something I always wanted. I didn't think I was ready yet, but um, apparently the timing was the way it was supposed to be. Things always work out how they're supposed to. So, yeah. I mean, now teaching the class is second nature to me. I never wanted to be an instructor. You know, I wanted to be that person. Yeah. But, you know, I was first started as an assistant, you know, and I kind of grew out to it because, um, you know, the instructor I was assisting with kind of was like retiring and, you know, it's like, I have to at least learn how to do this by myself. So, I mean, I've learned from other instructors who helped me out say like, how can I teach these teach instructors, teach students how to do this better? Like how to do that? Like we kind of, that's why I had like an instructor class, you know, kind of teach like where we can be better. Well, what, what, how we could be better instructors. So, so that's, really good that we have that so I love that I love that I think that's fascinating and, and inspiring I think it's a fabulous idea yeah so I mean the one thing that kind of helped me become a better instructor because the fact that I do fitness instructing too so oh, I mean yeah fantastic. yeah I started off doing body combat um like fit, fitness um so I kind of felt that was good for me so and then of course I went on to be an AFA instructor and you know for me when somebody asked me this, well, they don't ask, they beg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. All right. So let's kind of go into your self-defense, like teaching, like what, like 
when you um, teach self-defense, you kind of analyze like what you see, like, you know, how people like post like fights out, like on YouTube or <laughs> Facebook, and, you know, you kind of analyze, like, do you analyze from how to do self-defense from that or basically from what you learn? Um, a combination, actually. Um, I go back to what I've learned. I go back to what I'm still learning um, through through Hawaiian Lua. It's amazing. The self-defense hidden in the Hula and Lua um, arts that it's all bone breaking and joint locking. So adding that into what I had already learned, um, I was very blessed. My, my instructor that I started with and was with for 14 years, Master Gambrel, um, when he taught self-defense portions of class, most of it was not Taekwondo. There, there were portions that were, but he would use bits and pieces from Salat and Hapkido and Aikido and Krav Maga and mm -hmm. Karate and Sistema and Kali. So um, most of the time, I can't even remember what came from what style but I've determined that it's effective. So that's what, what I teach. So um, I, I need to learn probably what, what came from what style, but um, you know, I just find what seems to work best for different sizes and shapes of people and um, different skill levels. And, and that's what we teach. So, and, and some of it does come from studying videos and fights. Um, and some of it comes from what I've done. I have, um, an assistant that helps teach that he does a lot of research and practice and practices with his buddies and he'll come in and, and teach new stuff too. So. Yeah. So that's what I pretty much do with like, when I see fights on, like you see fights on um, YouTube or Facebook, you know, I kind of look at, it, it's like, I mean, if I see a um, guy's has hands down, it's like, put your hands up, put your hands up. He's going to attack. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 And you see things where people are getting choked and you're like, trap and roll, trap and roll. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, and I'm blessed too. That, um, the father of one of my students is actually um, a jail, com jail commander officer um, and retired Navy, or I'm sorry, retired Army. Boy, he'd come after me for that. <laughs> <laughs> but I respect all branches, just FYI. Mm. Um, but but he has sometimes assisted with the self-defense training as well, which is interesting to see it from a different aspect. So, yeah, I guess with self-defense, you have to have that almost say, I'm going to say this ironically, Jedi sense. Yes. Um, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. When yeah. I think about like uh, the situation, um, of course, I do also do pro wrestling. You know, there's always problems in the locker room. Of course, a guy <laughs> shows up. You know, I'm just sitting there and then, you know, he's just screaming out on top of his lungs, you know, uh -huh. and I'm sensing something is happening. I'm, I don't know if he's carrying a gun or he's has, or he's going to strike, but you know, right. he ends up hitting the other guy, which that was like my, one of my predictions. And then from there, you know, it went from all the guys jumping them and killing them down for the police to come. So, you yeah. Know. Wow. Some scary times. Oh yeah. Save it's like for the ring, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You know, you always yeah. have, have that one person that has problems and, you know, mm -hmm. I don't want to be, a, that could have been the time I would have got, got killed or something like really got shot, but you know, yeah. I'm lucky, lucky that didn't happen. Lucky. Yes, you are. Yes, you yeah. are. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, just think this is wonderful. Just really getting information and, and, you know, <laughs> you mentioned Krav Maga. So that's one of the styles that we're kind of incorporating our style of um the Chuck Norris system. It's like, that's one style because that's like uh, Israel is like it's a uh, kill or be killed kind of situation. Yes, yeah. it is. 
Yes, it is. And that's, um, you know, my friends crack up some of them. sew and knit, I'm like, I will never be that grandma, which I'm not a grandma yet, but I will never be that grandma. I'm going to be like, how can I throw this person? Yeah. <laughs> so, and I love Krav Maga for that aspect. It's kill or be killed. And that's, I really love that. Yeah, I know it's roughly expensive getting into Krav Maga and it's intense, um, mm-hmm. tense training too. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Very much so. Yeah. Unfortunately, the way the world is, I think more and more of us need that. But. Yeah, I understand you do like, uh, do you do fitness also? Because I think I saw it on your profile that you um, um, work at a fitness center or. I'm a- um, no, no, but oh. I'm open to it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I thought I saw that. I mean, I don't know. I, I was like really doing research, trying to get prepared for this um interview. Uh, sure, so yeah. Sure. Uh-huh. Uh, all right. But do you do any um activities outside of martial arts? Um, mostly um following my kids around. I've got my oldest son is a singer songwriter, so he'll play gigs different places, and mm-hmm. you know, got to be the proud mom in the crowd. And uh, then my youngest son is still in high school sports, plays football and golf, and so follow him around and um I just love though to get together with friends and family and just kind of decompress and laugh and enjoy life I think life's too short and we need to make time for those we care about oh yeah definitely I want to try to make time for my nieces like I mean Uh I mean it was like um like the first time I got to see them it's like of course this is before like uh they um had to do COVID tests before you go into Canada but now, like now that they kind of like simmer down the COVID test, you know, I can just go over there anytime I want. So it's, yeah, um, yeah. Uh-huh. that's awesome. How old? I mean, my oldest niece is like 15. So, okay. and my youngest is like almost nine. So, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. They grow up fast. Oh yeah, definitely. It's like <laughs> being a proud uncle. It's like, I had my oldest niece um, take karate before, like, she got up to yellow belt and then of course she quit you know, I was hoping that she'd become a black belt but she was amazing it was like uh, that one time I got to watch her watch her whole class it's like really I want to just go over there just train with her right now as good for her techniques yeah 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 I bet I bet yeah uh, I'm sorry my dogs are howling can you hear them yeah <laughs> so sorry. Well, it's nighttime <laughs> it is. I just want them to hush <laughs> oh, I mean uh, we're almost close up. Well, we're almost close to our hidden dojo um, um, segment. But, you know, I got one more question to ask. Uh, what's What quote would you best describe your journey? How would I best describe my journey? Yeah, what quote would you um, say best describes your journey? Okay, sorry. Could you repeat one more time? Uh, what quote best describes your, like, what quote? Oh, gosh. Um, hmm. And I'm a quote freak. You'd think I'd have one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, hmm. I think my favorite quote in life um, is Eleanor Roosevelt. Do what you know in your heart to be right, for you'll be criticized anyway. You'll be damned if you do and damned if you don't. Hmm. Um, And I think I'm kind of learning that through the, the mind, body, spirit of martial arts that you learn, uh, you know, I've always kind of been taught morals, but you learn a different set of morals and code of ethics and um, humbleness, um, respect for others. And I, I think that 
you know, doing what you know in your heart to be right goes along with all of those things from martial arts of, you know, what we should be learning from it, self-control, um, but still stand up for what's right when you have to, um, look out for each other, um, and, and that you're worth protecting and that your friends and neighbors and other people, strangers are worth protecting. Um, but, but only use it when necessary. I think, I think that quote can just cover so much in life. And that, to me, that that's kind of what describes my journey. I think learning to, to do all of that, to do what's right and, and stand up when something needs stood up for, but also learning to hold my tongue. Yeah. <laughs> it's just hard for me, but, <laughs> um, you know, those, those things I think are all important in life. Um, and developing your character as a whole. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, I could have should have fight the whole um Java buzz here. You know, um, Andrea Hawkins. Yeah, uh, Jay, Dad. I love I mean, Andrea. Cause... She's an amazing woman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was the, whole, to... the whole group, Jane and uh, Rosita. Yeah, they're fabulous women. Yeah, I just got to get Jane on the show. I mean, I got of course um Andrea and um Rosita on the show. So yeah. me, I mean, of course, me and Jane is um working on. I'm going to be on her show and she's going to be on my show. So definitely be an equal two-way street. <laughs> that is fantastic. They are. That is fantastic. She's an awesome lady. They're all amazing. Very inspiring women. Yeah. I always catch their show every Friday. At least I try because I'm, I'm in the middle of work with the, you know, yeah. if I don't have work going on, I just um, sit there and watch their show and just try to pick up like quotes that um, really sound good. And I kind of yes. write it down too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I do too. So yeah, so I've got the, the little folder in my desktop that's got all the quotes saved up. So I love it. Yeah, it's like the one one part, one of the quote that she always says, uh, was like, be forgiving, be understanding, but don't be a fool. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. very good. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you know, I mean, you could be forgiven for that person that, that that done you wrong, but you know, you don't want to be a fool because you know that person could just be pulling your chain. So yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, we can't change how people are, but you know, but we just gotta know we have our limits. We have our um, well, say not our limits, but um, like like the draw we draw a line where we. Yeah, yeah, throw a line in the sand. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. That awesome. All right. So we're everybody, we made it to our hidden dojo segment. So of course, I'm gonna ask um Emily um several questions. This is the fun part usually, because yeah, so all right. So I'm gonna ask you several questions and then um I want you to answer them to the best of your ability. All right. All right. The first question is the best advice you've ever gotten and who said it? Mm. Um, I'm not sure I can think of a specific quote from him, but, um, best advice was to keep practicing, keep trying and don't give up. And that would be master Gambrel. Um, I, again, it applies to martial arts, but it applies to everything in life. Um, you know, he always said it takes at least a thousand kicks for you to perfect that certain kick. And I think that applies to everything. Um, you know, that I don't have the quote exactly right, but another great quote in life is um, that failure is really just your, your first chance towards success or something to that degree. But um, yeah, so Master Gambrel was just always 
just try again, don't give up. Um, the famous, a white belt is, or a black belt is just a white belt that never quit kind of thing. So. <laughs> yep. Well, I ain't quitting yet. Yeah. Exactly, me either. <laughs> well, even if I get that black jacket, I'm still going to be training. Yes, <laughs> you are. You need to. Your students depend on you and, and you depend on yourself. So. Yeah, just imagine all the black belt tests. I'm like fighting wars for my um, students. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, at least preparing for, for prepare them for war too. Yeah. So yes. when they get there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. Next question. Usually most of people don't get this one, but uh worst advice you ever gotten. <laughs> yes, worst advice I've ever gotten was actually from a physical therapist and a doctor when I had hip dysplasia, a surgery gone bad, retore, and ended up with a hip replacement. They all told me I should quit martial arts. So um, it was terrible advice because it's just part of who I am. It's part of my soul. But um, yet in the same token, it drove me to work that much harder and prove them wrong. So, yeah. yeah so. As like, really, they tell you, you can't do something, but you, um, you do it anyway, just to prove them wrong. Yeah. yeah. Watch this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Guilty pleasure. How do you reward yourself? um well I'm a girl so chocolate (laughs) um yeah love chocolate um unfortunately or fortunately occasional margarita (laughs) um and and time with my girlfriends take a girl's weekend and go hang out somewhere and you know I think I think friends are an important part of life so (laughs) <laughs> yeah well well deserved i mean you're working hard at what you're doing and then of course you you need to be award yourself i mean piece yeah. of chocolate margarita time with your friends i mean you don't have to spend your time working all the time i mean you need that like that um reward that guilty pleasure yeah. exactly yeah exactly <laughs> well yeah <laughs> chocolate is good definitely especially with easter <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> Yeah, I think I should call Willy Wonka. Give me one of them um, golden chocolate eggs. <laughs> oh, heck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. If you were in a famous movie, what what, what you want to be in? Like, if you were in a famous movie. Black Widow, hands down. Or any Avengers movie. But uh, yeah. <laughs> I think we all have that dream of being a superhero. So. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Disney Plus definitely helps us out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Amen. Amen. <laughs> All right. Secret talent. Um, well, I don't know if I have the talent anymore, but I used to sing. Um, used to sing at weddings and uh, different things. And um, I actually, gosh, 30 years ago, I got offered a contract in Nashville, but I turned it down to get married. <laughs> but still happily married 25 years later. So I guess it worked out. <laughs> I mean, that's. That's good. Definitely learns. Well, I mean, there's always a shower. I mean, I don't know if the showers give you a contract. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I can sing like nobody's business in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, if I sing, it would be like a voice impersonation, pretty much. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, mostly my voice impersonation is mostly James Earl Jones because uh, I like watching oh, the Lion yeah. King. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can really trick somebody with that. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and either think I'm Mufasa or Dark Vader. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
oh yeah i'm i'm a dizzy freak really i mean me too yeah. me too yeah. awesome. all right dream celebrity encounter mm. and i have to pick just one huh <laughs> um golly are you talking celebrity through movies or celebrity in the martial arts world well pretty much both i mean both? okay um i would say um I'm going to go old school and go like Karen Shepard, Cynthia Rothrick, um, Kathy Long, okay. Malia Dacascos. Um, yep. I'm friends with Malia, but yet we've never met in person. So we chat all the time or, or did, but life gets busy. Um, and of course, my instructor, Kumu Michelle Manu, um, I'd, I'd love to meet her in person someday instead of just training through Zoom. But yep. um, you've mentioned the Chuck Norris system. Chuck yep. Norris, of course. Yep. Um, it, it kills me when my students say, who's that? And I just almost throw them out of class. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of great people I'd love to meet, but those are probably the top of the list. Yeah, I mean, when you say Chuck Norris, I mean, I mean, I was definitely, it's amazing when I, every time I see him, when I go to the convention in July, it's like, not to ask him for an autograph or a picture. It's like, that's just like, that's like person that just wants to be, I just like treat celebrities like they're normal, like they're normal people. It's like, and, yes. And that's, and the, and they are, but, but just them as a person, he's from everything I've ever read. I've read books of his and, um, you know, just, he's just a great person. So. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, him and his brother and his wife and his, his two kids, I mean, yes. they, they grew up very well. And just like last year, they just got their master rank, which, I had a pleasure wow. actually watching them do it. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah, it's two young um, kids, um, Dakota and um Danny Lee. Yeah. Uh -huh. I mean, um, of course, Dakota is like, I mean, he went from being like uh a, almost a little guy that's like pretty much where my hip is, right to taller than me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. He must be baptizing like Detroit, Michigan to be that tall. Oh. It's the size of oh, Detroit, wow. Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he's an amazing, amazing person too, really. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I see him progress a lot, really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, man, let's talk about celebrities encounter because because of Chuck Norris, I pretty much met most of the like uh, people that co either co-starred or uh, guest starred on Walker, Texas Ranger. Oh my yeah. gosh. Best show ever. <laughs> yeah. I bet you got the whole DVD set. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, now that I got digital recorder, I can really, um, like, put it in my computer and just watch it. Yeah. 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 Uh, amazing. All right. Final question. Ten years from now. Mm -hmm. Ten years from now. If I'm still in Indiana and not by a beach somewhere, which is where we all belong, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's been 45 50 degrees here in indiana today so i'm ready for a warm sunny beach but oh. um whether it's here or or there i'd like to have um you know a dedicated building actual school building to teach in and expand my student base um and and host a lot more self-defense seminars for whatever community i'm in and possibly even travel nationally or internationally to teach self-defense um i think you know there's still a lot of underdeveloped areas that 
that people just need to learn to protect themselves. Um, well, they need to here too. Um, yeah. But I really want to get more into teaching self-defense as a whole. Um, and, uh, you know, just really, like you said, community centers, churches, boys and girls club, things like that, that you can go out and teach people that it's okay to take care of yourself and, and you can do it no matter what. But um, yeah, I'd really like to, to grow my business. I don't want to do it for the next couple of years while my son's still in sports, but in 10 years, I hope to have a really good student base and, um, you know, just really, I'm big on the self-defense. That's really my dream is to just teach mostly self-defense. Yeah, it seems like when you're starting off martial arts, you know, you realize that everything that you're learning is self-defense. It's like you got to learn how to use it properly. Use it. Right, right. And I think a lot of people, un unfortunately, a lot of people don't realize that that's something you have to practice over and over too, um, that you don't necessarily have to have the formal Taekwondo or karate classes, but but you have to still practice and develop the muscle memory for whatever it is you're learning. Yeah. It's like, I always tell my students, like you must train like two minutes of two minutes a day should be enough for you to really train on any technique. So we're not asking you to like give yourself a workout. I mean, we right. want you to be familiar with those techniques, we want you to build those muscles. So when you're going to class, I mean, not only you're getting better, you're preparing like, you know, you want to move forward when you're um, students. You don't want to keep going to stay in the same place or going backwards. You want to always go forward. Exactly. Exactly. Continue to improve and, and develop and find what works for you. That's something Kumu Michelle Manu talks about constantly. Make it your own. Make it your own. And um, I, th I think that's the thing that you can't make it your own until you've learned it. Yeah, the same same thing with self-defense and katas. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, all right. So is there any last minute words you'd like to tell our listeners out there before we head out? Um, the, the main thing, you know, all the tenets of Taekwondo and, and martial arts as a whole are important to me. The indomitable spirit is, is huge. Whatever it is that you think you can't do, you can. Don't give up. Keep doing it. Just because you failed once or twice or 20 times doesn't mean you can't. You can always push through and find a way making it your own, doing it your way, but you can succeed in whatever you have before you. Right. Amazing. Uh, thank you very much for joining me, Emily. And I uh, hope um, everything goes well with you and your um, studio. So hopefully you expand next 10 years or maybe even five years. So really get those students in there, teach them self-defense and let's spread the positivity of martial arts everywhere. Yeah. All right, everybody, for those who are just tuning in, um, tune into my previous episodes on the BICBPRadio.com, Apple, Pod Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And yet I'll see you next time for another episode here at the Kick Pod. And this is your host, TJ Williams, bowing you out. Mm -hmm.